Only the only thing you get more carsick in is my dad's old tourist station wagon that had like the the bubble glass like on the back, and he had the jump seats that faced back backwards, oh. which was terrible because then it was so hot back there. It was just like a, being in a greenhouse and driving backwards in a car was awful. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is my legitimate conversation amongst friends, sometimes lovers, about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. Send us emails, wheelroutepodcast.gmail.com. Get the show off the podcast, Spotify, the Google Podcast Center, Stitcher, etc. We're out there. We're also on Instagram at Wheel Route Podcast. The DMs are open. Um, so just fire away. It's the offseason. Let's get weird. Uh, my name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at Love on the Dawn. Uh, coming to you guys live from Stewart, Florida. Um, and I mean, far be it for me to brag, but the man in charge of the weather machine has been doing an impeccable job down here of late. We have, we have been we have been really cruising through those like light breeze, 78, 79 degree days. Uh, the time change has been a boon. Uh, to the sort of afternoon vibes around here, which is good. Not necessarily the morning vibes. It's, it's pretty dark uh, in the morning these days, but anyhow, that's all good. I'm a, I'm mostly a happy camper, although I'm a little bit sleepy. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where uh, driving around, running errands after returning home from my travels, I discovered that uh, one... The Bed Bath & Beyond is closing, apparently. So wow. rest in peace to the Bed Bath & Beyond at Harrisonburg Crossing. Um, Get yourself a backup air fryer for like 40% off or something. Yeah, I might have to take a walk around on Saturday. Um, yeah. And number two, there is an international circus of some sort in the parking lot of the Valley Mall. Uh, so if you're feeling right between adventurous the Popeyes and, the Valley Mall. and wanna want to jump in a big tent with with some of the locals... Uh, Valley Mall parking lot. That's where it's at. Um, Is it like a Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey situation? Like oh, name brand? Not circus? nearly that big of a brand name. <laughs> okay. Okay. They, they'd, they'd, be at the Rock, they'd be at the Rockingham County Fairgrounds, where where a proper circus should take place. Yeah, if they were doing us a favor, they they would be. I think uh, I think I saw a, a like paper flyer in the window of a gas station for this circus, and it was like Cirque de Portugal or something, but. You know, who knows? Um, I'm on Twitter.com. Search this away with like real tubby dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Sorry, go ahead. Where where are you, where are you on Twitter? Oh, no, I'm on Twitter.com at Shank Jordan. Uh, been taking a break this afternoon for reasons we'll, we'll discuss. <laughs> but I'm, my account is... Work. Still. You've been working, Jordan. It's a work day yeah. in America. Yeah. You know, so I've been providing the value for the shareholders as I'm known to do. Right. Who else is here? My name is Jason Crick. Speaking of working. Speaking of working, yeah, I am not in the friendly city of Harrisonburg at the moment. I am in beautiful, sunny, definitely not slate gray in all directions at all times, Columbus, Ohio. Um, 
coming to you live in a living color from a state that is somehow fully in the Eastern time zone. I'm not entirely sure how that works. In Pensacola, Florida, I was in the Central time zone. In Columbus, yeah. Ohio, I'm in the Eastern time zone. I can't with this. Globes are weird. Um, a sphere is a weird thing. I'm not a, not a fan of this geometry in three dimensions. Isn't like I think I think uh, isn't Minnesota or part of Minnesota in the Eastern time zone? One of those I states that's, that's right. like or Michigan. No, Michigan. It might be Michigan or something. I don't know, but like it's it's yeah. mind boggling. Yeah, it just keeps going. Um, anyways, here to uh, here to to manage the some of the creatives with the uh, JMU women's basketball Dukes. Um, the Lady Dukes. Excited. I. There was really no getting around you guys saying that. So no, I'll say it so you don't have to. It's fine. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that. Um, I mean, I would go with Duquette's. I, I for Duquette's. You will not. Hey, 1.30 no. p.m. on Saturday on ESPN2, Ohio State. Okay. Um, I will not be tweeting from at Jason Breck at that time, but all not the rest on purpose, of the time anyhow. I do, you should follow me there for – no, yeah, that's very true. I knock on wood. I will not be tweeting at all. We all remember the Virginia Tech swimming and diving um, incident of 2011 yes. or whenever that was. Shouts out to a real one. The fastest like in six states, Jordan Shank. Yep. I keep that thing on me, um, Jason. That's right. The weather here is best uh, classified as wildly Ohio. Um, okay. Not freezing yet, but kind of spitting rain and weird at all times. So, yeah. Excited to chop it. I haven't seen you guys in a while. Well, that's not, I played golf with Jordan regularly, but I haven't seen Logan in a while. I'm excited not to chop it up. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm happy to see you guys too. Just, yeah. it's, it's good. It feels like, it's like riding a bike. Also, I have uh, I have Auburn, Iowa on in the background and we'll then switch to Boise Northwestern. So if I just zone out for minutes at a time, I have a reason this time. It's not like the normal times when I always- Oh, zone okay. Out. You just start like looking at someone that's off camera. Um, Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan, I love to watch um, Auburn basketball because we get to see Maddie Bruins' dad uh, occasionally just like storm onto the court, which is which is kind of hilarious. So yeah, um, brings back better the times. Better the cockles, my heart. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. Are we drinking anything fun tonight, gentlemen? Uh well, it's base. It's the opening weekend of March Madness, so it is the weekend. So I'm drinking a Richmond Lager from Hardywood tonight. Oh, Jordan, back on the beers, Shank. Love to hear it. Love to see it. Yeah. Licitaciones, Jason. Uh, I do not have a an adult beverage with me, but uh, earlier this evening I did partake in a uh, Columbus Brewing Company IPA. It was very good. Mm. Wow. Me too. Yeah. Um, this is not sponsored content, but we would welcome it. I have a Yingling tequila seltzer here. Yingling, high noon. Jeez Louise, what am I doing? Um, Yingling seltzers, that would have been. I was hey, like, uh, hold on, hold on, game changer. Speaking We're of wildly Ohio, speaking Yingling of wildly, wildly Ohio. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, this is the high noon uh, tequila seltzers. Try them out, you know. They're, they're a little bit too expensive to buy regularly, but I wanted to try them. So we're here. They're good. I'm into it. High noon's kind of like a. You know, like when people have like the burger conversation, it's like, oh, Five Guys is so expensive. Like, it's it should be a better burger because it is more expensive. And I think that High Noon fits that bill when it comes to the seltzer game. I don't even think it's a seltzer. I think it's a mixed drink. Interesting. I'm I'm, I'm on board with this take. I think it's reasonable. I feel like seltzers just gotta have like a a, a malt liquor situation. 
This is like actual vodka or tequila, <laughs> which is different. You're actually dabbling with the spirits and not just the malt. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Not just invoking the spirits with the malt. Yes, right. that's correct. <laughs> so anyhow, this is the passion fruit variety. Um, not the best one in the lime one was banging though. I must say. Noted. Also, I've adopted High Noon as my official um, golf drink. I don't know if you guys, if I need to make an announcement on that or not. I can get one big can. Can you, can you put that, add that to your bag on the Grint? Is that is that an equipment? Adjustment <laughs> That's what it should be. <laughs> Default. That'd be a good idea. And then you could track like how much of the beverage consumed over the course of the, uh, the round. That would potentially be good information to have. Jordan and I will be sitting on 6T watching you around, like calculating your BAC. Like, oh, it, no, it's coming. It's... Hashtag analytics. I'm about to start hitting it straight, guys. You guys are, you guys are screwed. It's over for you guys. I found yeah. the sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> I am 1.6 high noons in, and I'm rolling no, rock. You get, you get the 24-ouncer, and then you get a cup of ice, and you just pour it over ice oh. over the course of the of the round. And it's like it's two drinks over the course of the round. You don't ever actually get, like, super buzzy feeling, but you have, like, a nice low-grade you know, relaxed afternoon beverage situation going. This is this is very possible for you because you play courses that offer cups of ice on on the course. Yeah, uh, yeah I think I'm gonna get a little bit of money out here. Jeez, get a little spoiled out here. The place I go hit balls at the range. I always get myself a, a couple cups of ice just to have. At this point, I'm just capitalizing on available value. I can uh, I can actually confirm uh, by eyewitness today uh, that Lakeview does. In fact, finally have new carts. Uh oh. And wow. as per as per my advanced scouts, uh, the carts are there. The GPS units not installed, but they are wired for it. So they're just wires top of the carts. Just some live wires in case you want to feel a little jumpy. Oh, just <laughs> Lick the fingers a little bit. Got to put it on. Uh, put it on ranger mode. Get crazy. You cross the oh, red yeah. wires. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Let's I mean, let's set a live line real quick on uh, how long these bad boys last. Lakeview Golf Club. If if the whole, are we talking because they break or because they get repossessed? Because Lakeview can't make the payments. Well, I mean, a loss is a loss in the in the betting community. Doesn't mean it matter yeah. how it comes out. So. I think if they're still in Lakeview's possession uh, by the corporate retreat in twenty twenty four, that'll be a that'll be a win. It'll be a victory. Okay. Yeah, I think they're going to try and get like 17 years out of them. <laughs> yeah, either do they, do we know, and this is a question, this might be a little bit inside baseball. I know some golf courses, like they lease like a fleet of carts. They don't necessarily buy them outright. Do we know if this is a purchase by Lakeview or if they have like a lease oh, situation? A I do know that, the, but I mean, I don't know. Lakeview in, in might that, also that, not know what the arrangement is. <laughs> yeah, that's... They just showed up one day and there was a debit from the account and that'll be that. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine the hell the tractor trailer driver went through trying to get in and out of that lot, like delivering mm. those things? <laughs> I wonder they how many... to drop it on the late nine green. And they would have had to block the road off. Yeah. Oh. Or they just like they they did that or they like parked them. They like just pulled into the barn. And just one by one, yeah. Them they the road. delivered them at like three thirty in the morning when nobody was going to be <laughs> yeah. on the road. Did a twenty-four hour delivery, like it was a concrete pour, just just constantly. Yeah, under the cover of darkness. When it's ready. It's ready. There will be Not golf carts arriving between Tuesday and Thursday. Please be warned. Yep. Are they? Um, I mean, they're just new. Are they 
Do we have any intel on them? I think the uh, the champions club that Summerfield down here has nice cards, by the way. And I've always been looking for a course that has these cards, and I have not found one yet. They have like the big plush the, brown leather the, the ridges on the seat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, do we know All are right. they gas or electric? I do not know. Okay, I might have to go play Saturday. I think gas, but I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan's gonna have a way to like jump his phone uh, up at where the GPS is, just yeah. charging, just the battery down. All right, where do we want to get started, boys? It's been a while since we chatted. Let's. We should probably talk maybe maybe a little maybe a little sports here before we really get into some things. Let's let's rip right. the basketball bandaid off, boys. That's right. Let's do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the, this is you guys take this where you want it to go. I just want to start by saying I've been a bad basketball fan this year. Um, my fan with has been stressed a little bit and I really haven't been paying much attention to college basketball. So um, was I disappointed in the result that I saw trickle across today as I was actually kind of been a little, a little busy this week getting some work done? Um, yes. Uh, but you know, at this point, it kind of feels like <laughs> part of the game for, for the UVA fan. Um, I don't know. The last play was comical and terrible and what a way to lose but uh what are you gonna do them's the breaks jordan do you have any better thoughts i just don't want to say anything super disparaging against mr clark he's been a good soldier for the who's but uh he wasn't yeah. maybe my he wasn't maybe my favorite soldier that's fair and that's not yeah. a disparaging thing to say um well i mean i could i could potentially love some more disparaging oh no things. for sure Played an egg in the ACC championship game. That's for sure. Yeah. So I think um, it is, it was kind of the perfect, not perfect from a fan standpoint, but like if you were painting the picture of the complicated relationship between Kihei Clark and a lot of the UVA fan base, that is kind of the perfect like artist's signature <laughs> on, on the corner of the painting. Um, to that complicated story. Um, he like he made a play that was out of nowhere, very, very bad decision. Um, but you also have to like tip your cap to one Furman for only needing a two to tie at that point and just stepping into a rhythm three. And the, the sophomore guard who was 0 for 3 from beyond the arc to that point in the game just nailing it. Um, so hats off to that guy for making a play, but, uh, yeah, it was shocking just because like there were a lot of, uh, parts of that inbounds play that were broken before Kihei picked up his dribble and yes. got stuck. Um, the argument was made, well, like Tony should have called a timeout once, once he got in that situation. And I like, I don't blame Tony for not calling a timeout because, you have your 11th year senior who is arguably Point guard. Yeah, right. yeah, your best decision maker, your most cerebral player with the ball. You don't like, it's probably not even in the, in the realm of possibility in Tony Bennett's mind that like, oh, I got to prevent Kihei from yeeting this thing to half court <laughs> and, and turning it <laughs> over and putting the game in jeopardy. Like, I think he trusted Kihei to make the right decision at the time. And for whatever reason, Kihei blacked out and made the worst decision possible. And executed you did it to half court. In right. the worst fashion possible. So 
Um, tough loss for the Who's, for sure. But shout out to to Princeton for really, really putting yes. putting yes. a bigger upset on the board mere hours later, kind of uh, washing the timeline of Virginia's sins, so to speak. And uh, yeah, this is March. If if you can't appreciate it with a smile on your face, uh, maybe right. maybe choose something else to do with your time. Thank you. Um, I think that's well said. I think it's good. All right. Well, who do you guys have winning? Uh, I had Virginia. Um, okay. Against All my right. better judgment, but sure. so now I really get to watch the tournament unencumbered by ah, the family. The scales have been watch. lifted from your eyes. Yeah. You're ready to roll. A true, a true fan of chaos. Yes. Forward. I get to lean into my brand of yeah. appreciating chaos. Excellent. Um, I have uh, I have Kansas. Ah, gotcha. win one for the Gipper. That's right. Kansas. I'm gonna be inspired. So we'll see. Indeed, seems like it's there's, a, there's a lot of a lot of blood on the bracket so far, but I have only lost two Sweet Sixteens and no Elite Eights. So, all right. That's where you make your money, Jason. We know this. That's right. It's down the road. Okay. What's next? Who's who's got something else for the for the potpourri? Uh well, Jason, you were where where was the Sun Belt Conference tournament held? You were on the road there for a bit. Down in down in Pen, sunny Pensacola, Florida. Oh. How was Pensacola? Pensacola, from what I saw of it, there was some uh, some travel stuff that we'll discuss later. But Pensacola was delightful. <laughs> just a just a lovely little spot down there on the island. Uh, I did not. The hotel was not on the island. I was off the island. Neither was the arena. So I only got down there like a day and a half. But um, yeah, it was good. We stayed. Uh, there was like a world-renowned taco truck like a block away from our hotel. I went there like three times in a week. It was wonderful. So nice. No complaints there. Um, what was, yeah, what was their though. strongest taco in your opinion? I guess first, do they have one that they're like, this is our flagship taco, or do they? No, they, they, they just had the basics. Um, okay. And I didn't, uh-huh. they did not, they didn't have a fish taco. It was very like taco truck, taco truck. Um, okay. I, I think their pork was their best. I had uh, six of their seven different kinds across the week. I did not try the beef tongue. I wanted to, but I, I, heard, the I, I heard the language good. It, it's I've always enjoyed it when I get it. They were just they were out of it the last time I went, and that was the time I was counting on. You do you do Al Pastor? I'm the big Al Pastor guy. Loving Al Pastor taco. I'm not I I I'm not big on the pineapple, um, but enough. I I respect it when it's done properly. Okay, that's fair. That is very fair. But yeah, so that was great. Um, the the men's basketball team played well. Ran into a buzzsaw in South Alabama. Women's basketball. Uh, one by 30 in the championship game. So that was a good time. Um, yeah. Wow. Good week. Good week. Go Dukes. Does this a, um, if I can ask, um, how does the Sunbelt women's basketball situation stack up to the the former women's basketball situation? Because the Dukes weren't routinely making the tournament in the CAA, were they? Well, they, they were. They kind of like we – Gosh, I could talk about this for like 20 minutes. They got unlucky a couple times. Like they had oh. like a top 40 team the year of COVID. It was the whole thing. Um, okay. The Sun Belt is probably like an, an eensy bit better than, than the CAA. Oh, okay. 
Shout out to the Lady Dukes getting it done. Yeah, the Dukes won it and got a 14 seed. So, progress. Sleeper, dark horse candidate in Columbus, it sounds like. You know what I'm saying? Roll through the fun belt and draw the, the right. buck nuts. Got all, got all the momentum. So, anyways, it's, uh, um, you know, it's good times. All right. So, yeah, Speaking Pensacola is great. I got to walk on the beach at Pensacola. That's really all I wanted from the week. That is nice. Pensac- uh, the Panhandle is not terrible uh, in yeah. the, the beach scene up there. Like the, the whole Destin, Rosemary Beach, that area is very nice. I've spent yeah, once some once time you get out on the coast, it's fine. The, the inland part of the Panhandle is an adventure, but. Um, yeah, it's pretty Alabama ish, but, you know, yeah. it's part of the charm. That's right. It's a good time. <laughs> People are saying that's part of the charm. The Alabama ish <laughs> is really the charm. Yeah. Shout out to a um, friend of the podcast, Cousin Jack, though. He lives in Tallahassee. So. Oh, does he? Yeah, he's a coastal they engineer. They asked me for a comp and ticket to see the Dukes, but that's legendary whatever. coastal. The legendary coastal city of Tallahassee, Florida, is he's a coastal engineer. So shout out to Jack. When uh, I when I worked in North Florida, I worked with a lot of Florida grads. Do you know how Florida people say you get to Tallahassee, Logan? Um, no, I don't you think I've heard the, this one. They all, they always told me that you got to Tallahassee from Gainesville. You head north till you smell it, and then head west till you step in it. And I always thought that was funny. <laughs> that is funny. That's pretty good. I don't hate that. It's the little things in life. You got to enjoy it. <laughs> it's a simple cut. Yeah. Yeah. It was right. a, real, a real, like, Rockingham County-based bully turn of phrase, and I respect it. Yeah. All right. Let's spin the wheel and keep it moving here. Um, what is what is next? I can I can go. Jordan, you had the most extensive travels, so maybe we can save you for last. Sure. On the travels, I haven't really. Well, I went to Charlotte for work. Beautiful Charlotte, North Carolina, for a whirlwind twenty-four hour trip. The Queen City. Yes, the Queen City. Um, they have a very nice downtown area that they refer to as Uptown, which is hilarious to me. Um, <laughs> and uh, they just like decided they're going to call their downtown Uptown. Just yeah. like I guess that you can declare these things. Um, which is, I guess when I lived in, in Norfolk, they were starting to like declare different neighborhoods, things like the, the neighborhood that was sort of close to Ghent, they started referring to it as Chelsea while I was there. And it was, yeah. that was just a thing that started happening. Um, like the gentrification. Just, yes. Yes. Right. Exactly. So, um, but, um, beautiful, you know, in three to five years, their, uh, their water main, uh, network is going to be vastly improved going to have great water pressure all throughout the city. So Congrats. look forward, look forward to that for them. Um, and, you know, they have me to thank. They'll have me to thank, at least in certain areas. On Cedar Street, next to the cemetery, they'll have me to thank. Um, I did get a chance to travel. Well, I had a visitor, Connor Whitehouse, friend of the podcast, diehard mm-hmm. listener, did visit um, for, he left today. He got here last Friday. So it's a healthy stay. Yeah, healthy stay. We um, we ran up to Jacksonville on Sunday, went to Ponte Vedra, and then subsequently to Jacksonville, and uh, we went to the, the TPC, the Players Championship. It was beautiful. It's a great day. Great day in the life. Um, you, you did get, that looked gorgeous out there. A bluebird, uh, yeah, a bluebird day in northern Florida. Weather was perfect. Uh, maybe a touch warm if you're really really trying to split hairs, um, but it was very nice, light breeze. Um, that place is insane. It is 
so pretty and so like the conditions are unbelievable i don't know how to like how to express that like i i you nerd out when you go to a lot of golf courses over the turf conditions and things like that this place is i mean i, I have been there before um and like seen parts of it like not pre-tournament condition necessarily and it was obviously gorgeous then too and at like christmas time but um when they get it gassed up for the tournament it's crazy um the tee boxes are insane standing up on some of them and just watching and thinking about like where the where you, what you would do uh is is what, what you try to do i should say what you do and what you try to do often you know they don't coincide we all know this but um yeah it was just really cool to watch some players sort of like weasel their way around out there we walked 13 miles over the course of the day so that was a pretty solid day Heck yeah. um, and I, you know and you end up sitting down for like 30 total minutes also i mean you're just constantly meandering we somehow got hung up with uh siwoo kim and this uh is it Ben? Ben Griffin? Uh, ben Griffin, his story can't be told enough, uh, according to Mr. TC. Um, we we kind of like could not escape their group for a while. Um, I believe we broke for lunch after we had passed them and we were happy that we had passed them. And as we were kind of like getting back into the flow, it was like, God, oh, is that Siwoo again? So uh, we saw them a lot. Siwoo was having a bad day with the putter. Uh, we saw some antics. He's flinging the, the long putter. Anytime a guy that uses the long putter gets mad and like throws the long putter, it's kind of funny to me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was really cool. We circled back around to watch uh, Denny McCarthy and Jordan Spieth. They were playing together in the afternoon. Um, so I'll go who's and watching Denny McCarthy work on the greens is crazy. The way he sort of just like prowls the, the perimeter and lines these putts up. I mean, we saw him burn the edge on like three straight, like 35, 40-foot putts. It's just insane that the touch these guys have. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. It was really cool. Um, looking forward to going back and maybe like tightening up our see the course and then watch some players uh, procedure. But I think we did a pretty good job sort of coming in sight unseen. We hit the merch tent early. They let you go out, put your stuff in the car. That was good. Oh, uh, we start, Yeah, and, and come back in and then we... Uh, we circled back around and, and got it going. I kind of wanted to get there to watch Sahed play by himself at 7.30 in the morning. I thought that would have been hilarious, but um, we did not make it in time. How uh, how was the on-course uh, food and beverage situation? Everybody, you know, the Masters, everyone raves about the Augusta food. What, what kind um, of stuff is TPC, the players, working Excellent. On? I thought it was really good. I mean, they have your, your standard, you know, lemonade, hot dog places for sure, but... They do, uh, they had like the Taste of Jack's area and a bunch of like local Jacksonville restaurants were set up um, nice. places. And then they had, uh, it was like the food trucks on 10 or something like that, I believe. And so they had like a little food truck court set up sort of uh, in the middle of, of, you know, the turnaround, the 10, 12, you know, that sort of area of the course. So we had a food truck, had a nice meal. It's good. Um, yeah, no, I, we're not lacking for options. Uh, the bathroom situation was um, fine also, which was good. Plenty of access if you needed to go. It wasn't like an absolute scene. Dudes weren't like hammered. Maybe there's more hammered dudes on like Friday or Saturday than on Sunday. But um, a ton of uh, guys explaining golf to their girlfriends and, and, nice. and lady friends as they're walking around. A lot of like, oh, babe, 
babe, these guys are so famous, babe, like that kind of stuff going on, which was always fun to sort of overhear those comments. I did get a couple go who's. I had my uh, UVA polo shirt on. So, yeah, you were rocking a good fit. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I had to put some, I had to put some thought into it. Um, we did see Keith Mitchell live and in person, which was really big for me personally as a Keith Mitchell fit enthusiast, uh, a, a cashmere disciple. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know where the man is finding these like buttonless polo shirts that he wears, like fully splayed open on the chest, but, uh, he's rocking it. It's, it's really, it's really good. The visor, the whole thing. Um, but yeah. It was fun. Shout out to Scott Scheffler. We I didn't see him hit any shots, but we actually left when he was on like fourteen or fifteen. We had had a pretty long day, and it was pretty well wrapped up at that point. So I mean, the tournament was like four holes passed over at that point. So yeah, we um, but yeah, seventeen is cool. Lives up to the hype. Definitely fun. And uh, tee shot on eighteen after like dealing with the crowd on seventeen uh, would be quite the swing there. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen is is a brutal stretch there, which is pretty fun. Yeah. And the, I mean, shoot, the tee shot on fifteen is basically blind. I mean, Jason, we're talking about it. It's more or less like a, a very light dog leg right, like mostly a straight hole. But you can the way that he like that he's arranged the bunkers to like confuse you to not know how wide the fairway is is kind of like really. Yeah, really ingenious. Like you can only ever see like the crest of a part of a fairway, and then you can see like a bunker in the distance and a bunker up short. So you, I, th- I feel like you, you think you only have like ten yards to land it, even though you have more. It's the whole thing, but it's pretty neat. Yep. Slide of hand architecture, yeah, like they said on the broadcast. The uh, the thing that I always thought like when I was there is just like. You like have this thought where you're like, God, it's like they built this place to be perfect to watch a golf tournament. And then you realize like, oh, that, that's exactly what they did. <laughs> mm-hmm. I forgot that they literally built this entire course just for that purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, um, the mounds on the side and stuff like that are really cool, yeah. but certainly. And it used to be, it used to be even crazier because there was, uh, I guess, between so six and seven of the par fours that like go up and back right next to each other. Yeah. Um, and there's the, the water is in the middle now. That used to be just a giant mound. Oh, so okay. like there'd be, I, I remember walking down that mound, like seeing all of six and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I took some pictures there right before my cell phone got taken on AT. That was fun. Um, they seem to have relaxed that policy. Side note. They, they have. They, I mean, it was so like, I went, I was there spring of 12, I guess. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. And so that was like, that was, that was the early parts of the smartphone and like, Social media so they, hadn't really taken off. It was off. literally like the year after, before that year, you had to leave your cell phone at the gate. Um, oh, wow. That was the first year they let cell phones on the grounds, and you, but you just couldn't take pictures. And then it was a couple years after that that they realized, like, oh, wait, this is stupid. This is just free advertising for the tour. And then they relaxed that rule. So, right. yeah, I had to sit there under the trees on AT, and uh, a marshal watched me delete all my pictures. Um, but I had already got said, real life. Yeah. DMCA'd or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, basically. Wow. But oh. no, I I I I would recommend like if you're if, if you were trying to get somebody to like this is what a pro golf tournament can be and what yes. it can be yeah. fun, yeah. like that is what it lo- should look like. Um, yeah, I I'm wondering you mentioned this hill, Jason. I think my uh legendary White House family story here, uh, my grandmother, God rest her soul, rest in power, Mima, um, she took a spill at a golf turn pro golf tournament in uh, Jacksonville and broke like, had like a bad, like broke her ankle. Oh, pretty yes. bad. 
and um, stayed with my other grandmother who lived in Jacksonville, Nana, mm -hmm. shout out Nana, um, for like six weeks while she was like healing up from her, <laughs> from her ankle break. Uh, I wonder, I don't know if it was this tournament or if, I don't, I don't imagine they play another one. It's tough out of the streets. Um, but yeah. I did there randomly. Some, there were some spots where you could, you could definitely see yourself falling up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I did see, I didn't have a White House family encounter while I was at Sawgrass for that tournament. That's right. That's right. Super randomly on Sunday. My aunt was there, right? Yeah. She was like, hey, Jason, I like, I literally had to like, hold on. Right. Um, I kept a keen eye out. I did cross paths with Kevin Van Valkenburg. So shout out KVV nice. on, on the, on the prowl uh, next to 17. And, um, Oh, we when we got there, I guess Morikawa and Svensson were teeing off, so we kind of trailed their group for a while. And I was like, I think this girl that's walking with this group by herself is Colin Morikawa's wife, and it like 100% was. But it was just it was just interesting. I mean, we we like that happened a couple times. We were following Higo and who was he playing? Oh, Hideki. Were they playing together? I think they were playing together on Sunday. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just it was just interesting, like the. You think there would maybe be more of like an entourage for some of these groups, but sometimes it's just like, you know, significant other just out for a stroll, just walking with the group. It was, it was I, I thought that whole dynamic was um, kind of interesting too. My brother knows Danny McCarthy's uh, sister too. So we met her and needed to kind of walk with them for a few holes and talk to her for a bit. It was kind of interesting. She was like, he was playing with Jordan Spieth and she was like, this is crazy. Like, We've never, we don't have, she's, when she's saying, we don't have fans like this, <laughs> which I thought was like very charming. And Gene like, McCarthy oh, does not oh, have oh, fans like oh, this. Aware. Yeah. She's like, this is, but the group was big and everything. So, and did you, uh, okay. Did you get to like stand behind anybody and like watch like a, a full go driver at any point? Yeah. I think I put a video on my Instagram, but uh, we saw Jordan Spieth hit driver oh, on, yeah. Yeah. on, was 16. it maybe 16? Yeah. And that yeah. was cool. But yeah, yeah no, I mean, it's it's neat. I got there. I got there for the practice round, and like we walked onto the property, and like where are you where we were staying, like we walked around and we saw the, the back of the clubhouse and stuff, and then we went right down. It's like right you crest the parking lot in onto 16T basically, right. And so we walked down there, and Bubba was walking up, and so like one of the first professional golf shots I saw hit live was uh -huh. like 2012. Bubba just crank a cut driver down 16, and I was like. Oh, this is a different game than I've yeah. I have no idea yeah. what this is like. Yeah, the trajectory but, is is very enviable of of yeah. how this is going for a lot of these guys. I did see that that long par five, is it maybe number eight or nine? Um it's like six nine, nine back they, up the hill. They play at like six hundred yards. Uh Higo yeah. and Hideki were going and I mean Hideki must have hit a fairway medal. 310 yards. I mean, he rolled off the back of the green and then like actually, I think, chipped it up and then made the putt from the fringe. This is when he like started his little run on Sunday. Um, he was going pretty good. But yeah, that was wild because we were standing up by the green and you can't even see the players. And all of a sudden you see like a ball like softly land on the green and just like trundle off the back. Like, no way. Where did that come from? And, you know, Higo was somewhere else. So I was like, I mean, I, I don't know. I think Higo was 263 out. That means I think he hit before him. So he was like farther away than that. Jeez. But anyhow, pretty cool. Higo really fills out a pair of pants too. Let me tell you. My brother in arms. He was the one, uh, he was the one that like, like went nukey boy over 16 and 17, right? Like put it on the walkway behind 16 green. 
Oh, uh, yeah, he definitely like hit it way like, over the t- the green on like 17. Three quarters too much club, 116, <laughs> and like over the green. Chipped, he had to chip over water back onto 16 green. Oh, that's the Jason Crick at uh, at um, Florida Club. Just really, just really exploring the space. Yeah. So, anyhow, all right. Well, uh, that was really cool. Can I recommend the location and the tournament enough? You know, we could maybe put a pin in that for a fun, a little, a fun little uh, B day weekend for the for the boys. Also, happy birthday to both of you. Hey, thanks. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. All right. Let's keep big, it. Big moving. month. Big month, March. Jordan, Jordan, you've been out and about, getting after it, traveling, getting after it. Set the scene for us here. So, stop number one was in the Bayou. Stop number one was New Orleans. Uh, I flew on Friday, March third. I flew from the lovely Dallas International Airport to New Orleans. Um, Got got my rental car that evening. Side note, the, the logistics of the New Orleans airport situation are horrendous right now. Oh, it's, it's awful right oh, now. Okay. I would just say, yeah. It's, I, like, I it's been... like a legit 20, 25-minute shuttle ride to go to the rental car facility. So they, they, they just built a new one, like, yeah. what, eight months ago or something like that. But they have not gotten the rental car ready part ready yet. Yeah, it's, it's a work so, in progress. And yeah. so it sounds like, Jason, you also experienced... The wrath of we had the, the transition. The same experience when we went down for Sunbelt Basketball Media Day. Yeah, we had to get toted, and then that had like you got to be you got to leave your hotel thirty minutes earlier than yep. you normally would because it's awful. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, got got my rental car squared away. Twenty twenty five minute drive to the Airbnb, um, which was a lovely location. Um, walking distance from the Airbnb to Frenchman Street, which has a bunch of nice. bars, live music going on. Uh, you could also walk into kind of the east portion of the French Quarter without too much trouble. Um, so got in Friday night. Uh, Saturday, I drove into Mississippi, uh, caught my fish there, got out of Mississippi with relative quickness. Um, thankful for my time this was, there. But, this wasn't your first time in New Orleans, right? It was my first time. Oh, it was? Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so I got back fr- Saturday afternoon, um, walked to Frenchman Street, got some food there, walked up and down. A guy from work uh, has some New Orleans, Louisiana experience, and so I was tipped off to, to get some intel from him. Um, he was able to give me a website for one of the music uh, one of the radio stations down there that has a crazy live music calendar. Um, so I hit up some of the bars that night, uh, saw some some really cool live music acts, uh, walked around French Quarter, Eastern portion a little bit, didn't make it to Bourbon Street, um, which I'm fine with based on kind of the, the, the reports I received before going down. Um, Sunday... Did the Café du Monde, the beignets, uh, did that experience. They were great. Um, I think I prefer Strites Donut, personally. Um, but I, I'm glad to have experienced the, the beignet uh, phenomenon. Uh, drove... it's, good, it's, it's good enough that it's not a bummer when you have it. Yeah, you're, and, and you're not paying a whole lot for it either. 
like that is i think that's the point it's yeah the experience of like standing in line and getting in and then just like having it is is probably worth more than the it's worth it yeah yeah so i i coffee is terrible though yeah i cut (laughs) yeah it wasn't great coffee um i kind of strategically like okay i'll go first thing sunday morning so there's not going to be much of a line and i walked right in and there was hardly anybody there because i figured saturday night was was going to be being slept off by the majority of the in-town population and i was right so good for me um (laughs) drove drove saturday evening down to venice uh louisiana which is about an hour and a half southeast uh fished with isn't that amazing you can make it an hour and a half southeast from like louisiana uh, from from new orleans Orleans. yeah yeah that much stuff down there i I forget what road you get on for the end of the drive but you're basically just following the mississippi river down um and venice cool cool little town uh fished with a guide monday caught some slob redfish ton of fun um one of one of the best fishing one or two hour periods i think i've ever had in terms of enjoyment when when we got into the bulls um yeah that was that was a ton of fun um awesome. and then flew to vegas tuesday for for the golf leg of this adventure um so so yeah we can we can dissect that as as much or as little as you guys want to <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I'm intrigued. I mean, I'm always intrigued to hear like what you're up to, but I guess the end, the not the end, but at, at some point out in Vegas, you did play in a, uh, in a, in a sanctioned tournament. Oh yeah. Competitive event. Um, a competitive event. Yeah. Before, so, so before, yeah. so flew into Vegas Tuesday, flew home the following Tuesday. Um, the tournament was Sunday. Um, I do want to okay. real quick. Uh, before Sunday, I had the opportunity to go see Adele in concert. Um, and One of my favorite Instagram posts of all time was yeah. coming across Jordan hyping the Adele concert. I sincerely, I cannot say enough. Oh, I'm good sure it was awesome about how <laughs> impressive she was as a performer. How impressive the show was. Uh, I'm not like a huge "let's go watch live music" person, um, but the opportunity was there. I decided to pounce. Um, and okay. I am so glad I did. It was phenomenal. What uh, day in the week was your birthday? Uh, my birthday was Monday. So my last full okay. day out there, gotcha. which we okay. will discuss in, in, okay. in a little bit more. Um, sure. Can't wait. Love, yeah, love san- sanctioned tournament on Sunday the 12th. Uh, this was at Chimera Golf Club. Uh, I had played here once uh, spring of 22 and liked the course didn't score well uh i when i was looking back through my scorecard history i saw that i carded a 10 on the hardest hole of the course on my spring 22 round um so i knew i knew to maybe put a pin in that try and do some different things um played got a got a great golf now hot deal to play it on saturday the day before the tournament so i treated that as like a Let's see. Let's see the, how the condities are. What, what kind of how the turf is rolling type deal. Um, I do think I learned some things on Saturday. I didn't ex- apply the lessons maybe as well as I wanted to on Sunday across sure. the board. But uh, 
yeah, had a good time. Um, four blow-up holes cost me uh, a real significant shot at winning my flight. Um, I think my big takeaways from the event were kind of like the importance of one playing your own game and not being influenced by the players in your group or like what's going on around you, the shots that you see other guys hit. Um, And then two, like they had, they had a live leaderboard going on the app through the whole round. So you could check in and see at any time. Okay. Like how am I stacking up? And I, I went into it uh, intentionally saying, I'm not going to look at the leaderboard at all. I'm just going to like, I'm going to play my round. I'm, I'm not going to let standings at the moment influence my decision at all. I'm just going to play and see how it stacks up. Um, looking back on the round, I think I would like to have consulted the leaderboard a little bit, especially uh, on the back nine when things started to blow up. Uh, I think 15 was my first blow-up hole on the back nine. And that was like a, it was a par five, make a decision. Uh, are you going to try and carry driver over the bunkers or are you going to lay up, lay up again, hit a wedge in, two putt, take your par? I decided I wanted to get aggressive and that that led to a, a snowball of mistakes. Um, had I consulted mm-hmm. the leaderboard at that point, I probably would have seen I'm second, maybe even T1 in my flight right now. I should probably just pull pull Nike SQ hybrid out, lay up short of the bunkers, and right. take a par bogey at worst. Classic is a seven situation, right? Yeah, smooch a seven down there and uh, get myself a Damn nice man. attack wedge. Oh, but uh, but yeah, so I think it was it was a fun like nobody in my group was taking it super seriously or out there like trying to make a name for themselves. Chill group. <laughs> Um, and yeah, it was, it was fun to hit shots in a semi-meaningful situation. Um, really scratched the competitive itch despite not playing maybe the way I'd hoped to for 18 holes, but yeah, good experience all around. Was everybody like most of the people were also traveled in for this, I'm guessing? Uh, no, a lot of them were local Vegas area people, um, so they, like, you know, in the in the kind of line up to the first tee, everybody's, oh, you know, where are you from? Where do you play around here most of the time? I was like, well, I'm from Virginia. Like, I, yeah, I, I just happened to be out here, here on vacation. And very decided, lost. Yeah, decided uh, this would be fun to play in. So they're like, oh, yeah, good for you, man. Good, you know, and we had one guy in our group who lived in the, like, gated community that this course was in. And he's like, yeah, I live like right off of whatever fairway, but I don't play here. I play somewhere else. I was like, well, you know, good for you, wow. Kyle. Like, that's that's awesome for you. Um, but yeah, well organized event. Like they had uh, they had two skins games going for for the round, so you could play. You could pay X dollars to get in your flighted skins match, and then another fee for the super skins match across all flights. Whoa. So, yeah. So I, uh, I paid both those entry fees. I made my money back by birdieing the f- number four handicap hole. I think, um, that one 
the skin in my flight and got me all my money back. So nice. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. How many rounds total did you play out there? Uh, I played six. I was out there for six full days, played a full round each full day I was out there. Um, I did kind of a similar trip last spring, and I think coming out of that trip, I was like, maybe I should take a day off or two from the golf just because of, like, at the end of the trip, there's kind of some fatigue sets in. Um, Yes, as we know. Then this tournament deal came up, and I was like, well, I'll just, like, I'll just soldier through. I'll go for it. Um, and I'm glad I did, uh, but I think, you know, if I do this trip again next year, I'll try and schedule in maybe a day or two on the weekend off so I'm not yeah. paying weekend greens fees prices and I can, you know, give give the body and mind some rest. Is this, um, is this, is it like a sort of Florida pricing scheme out there? Like this is in season for them or? Uh, it is, it is getting close to peak season. Uh, But there's also a very stark, like, resident, non-resident difference Uh, in rates. Um, And so, like, when I do this trip solo, the Golf Now hot deal is a very useful commodity because that does not discriminate between resident v. non-resident. And as a solo... it's easier to get one person on you, right? Yeah, and as a solo, you can kind of catch some, like, oh, that, you know, that's, that's an attractive... There's a threesome trying to they're trying to fill a fourth, and I'm getting it for less than if I had one or two other guys out here with me. But uh, right, yeah, sick, very nice. You made it back. So any you guys both teased some travel issues. I don't know if we need to. Did, is there anything anything you guys need to get off your chest? Read travel well, issues. Well, I before had we before experience. we get to the travel, would you guys like to hear about my my final round of the trip? Um, oh, uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Please. Uh, so Monday was my final full day out there. It was my birthday. Um, I planned this trip uh, so that I could potentially play my nicest course, best conditioned course, best experience, yada, yada, on the final day on my birthday. Um, so for some context, I was fortunate enough in November to play the Wynn Golf Club, um, and it was one of those experiences where you are not at Lakeview Golf Course anymore, for sure. Um, incredible conditions, incredible experience, uh, all that stuff. Um, you you take a four caddy during your round. Uh, oh. Back in November, uh, we played with a guy named Ray. He was phenomenal. Cannot say enough good things about my guy, Ray. (laughs) Shout Uh, out, Ray. Shout out to Ray. And uh, friends of the program may remember that in November, I was also kind of goaded into playing from the tips uh, by a fellow named Eric from Texas. Uh, (laughs) It did not help my scoring or uh, my enjoyment of the course. Um, So fast forward to this March trip. I was, again, hashtag blessed enough to... Stay at this property for a couple nights, play the course again. Um, if if you are familiar with the strapped or the no laying up universe, this is definitely a C-suite property and golf experience, whereas I'm maybe more familiar with the strapped uh, universe and properties. Um, but yeah, so I was setting up reservations and stuff with my, my point of contact out there and asked about could I get on 
potentially for golf on Monday. And he had asked, like, yeah, what, what time are you wanting to play? And I said, well, you know, I, I'm pretty flexible on time, like, but I'd really like to play with Ray again, if, if that's at all possible, because he was awesome from around in November. So he's like, all right, I got you set up at 8 a.m. on Monday. I remember thinking, one, that sounds like a pretty premium time slot, because when I played in nice. November, I think I got like 11.50 a.m. or noon, and yeah. we were fighting to finish 18, uh, thanks to the Niagara Falls hotel moguls in front of us taking their sweet time. Um, <laughs> but, but two, I remember thinking like, man, I wonder like, because this is a, a fairly notable property, fairly notable course in the area out there. I wonder if I run into any, anybody notable while, while I'm, you know, getting ready to tee off. Um, so we, we get it set up 8 a.m. Monday. Um, the course is unique in that it's adjacent to the hotel resort area, so it's on the strip, basically. Um, the pro shop and the locker area are in the hotel itself. Uh, so I got done with my Grint event on Sunday afternoon, drove back to the hotel, walked down to the pro shop, confirmed that I was indeed on the tee sheet for the next morning, and they said, you know, the pro shop and the locker area, they open at 7 a.m., come down at like 7.10, you'll be good to go. So next morning, I go down at about 7.15. I am the only golfer in the pro shop. I check in. They show me the locker area. I am the only golfer in the locker area. Um, <laughs> oh I, get, I get squared away with, you know, my locker, swap my shoes out, take, take advantage of the nice sunscreen and lotions in, in the club bathroom. Um, Walk out, and there's four or five caddies hanging out. I see my guy Ray, catch up with him. He's like, all right, let me let me take you out to your cart. And they've got the carts in the staging area with name markers, player name, tee time listed on them. So he puts my bag on my cart, and I see my name's the only one on there. So I'm like, okay, great. I got my own cart. I had that November. Love it that Sick. way. Right. Don't have to sit with a stranger. And Ray points the cart next to mine, and he said, oh, did you see who we're playing with today? And I look on the name marker, and it says J.R. Smith. And I just kind of stopped, and I was like, there's no way. Like He's like, yeah, you didn't see him checking in when you were in there? I said, no, I was in the locker. He's like, well, yeah, he's supposed to be playing with us. He's supposed to be in there checking in, but we'll see if it actually happens or not, because I think some of the some of the famous people can can sometimes book and and no show get a little, um, little, little sleepy any sometimes um so he was like all right go down to the warm-up area hit some balls i'll meet you down there and again because the course is on the strip um they don't have space full full for a full driving range uh they have this netted off kind of turf tarp or not tarp but uh mat area uh that i am sending to you guys a picture of right now um but it's off to the side of one fairway and you go down there you hit balls into these huge nets and that's how you warm up um so i was like okay i'll i'll go down to the hitting area i went down got my stretching in got familiar with one of the whippy sticks down there uh started hitting balls with 
my 52 they have, they have whippy wedge. sticks waiting for you? Yeah, they have whippy sticks at every station. Oh my, what a dream. Wow. Yeah. So yes. again, C-suite type property. Yeah. Um, so I'm the only one in the hitting area at this point. Um, I start hitting balls and I hear two carts come down the way and I was committed to the warm-up process, didn't even look up. Uh, but then I heard, like, as they got closer, I heard this familiar, like, New England area accent. And I looked up, and it's Mark Wahlberg driving down the cart path. Um, <laughs> wow. And, and I was just like, there's, like, this is ridiculous. So, <laughs> so I look at Mark's cart. He's teeing off at 750. He's playing by himself. He's got him, his caddy. Uh, like a business partner, social media guy who's not playing. Um, and I was like, okay, he's not playing with us, so maybe I should go run over and, like, try and shake his hand or whatever. He gets out of the car. He's like, hey, good morning, man. What's up? I was like, hey, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> and then I, like, I start to think, like, oh, I should walk over and try and grab a picture or something. And then I saw a security guy in his cart, and he just kind of nodded at me, and I was like, all right, I'm – I'm gonna leave him alone. Like, not not gonna bother his right. warm up. So at this point, it's me and Mark Wahlberg warming up in in the warm up area. Um, I get another cart coming down the way, and look up, and J.R. Smith is driving the cart with Caddy Ray on the back. Uh, so they pull off, and Ray waves me over, introduces me to J.R. I was like, "Hey, man, you know, nice to meet you." Big fan, looking forward to playing with you today. And then we just kept warming up. Um, so for a brief moment in time, Monday morning, it was, uh, you. It was me, Mark Wahlberg, and J.R. Smith warming up <laughs> at the Wing Golf Club. That's Super awesome. normal. Yeah, I mean, that's just as God intended. So Ray and I chat a little bit. Mark apparently like works out at 3.30 in the morning. Right. Comes out, plays 18, is done in an hour and 20 minutes. Like, he is not there to mess around. He is there to get his 18 <laughs> holes in and have the rest of his day available. Um, so we we pull off to the first tee eventually. We meet the other two folks we're playing with, uh, Jeff and Heidi from Texas. Super lovely people. Could not have been nicer. Not elite ball strikers. So they were playing from from some forward tees and I pulled driver out of my bag and Ray's like, Hey man, you played from the tips last time. Right. And I was like, yeah, that was a mistake. Like I'm playing from yeah. one up today. And he's like, well, JR's playing from the tips. Do you, do you want to give him some company? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll play from the tips. Again. Like <laughs> it's, it's yeah, okay. Right. I, I can, I can take one for the team. Um, so we walked up to the back tees and I have never been more nervous, will never been, be more sure. nervous standing over a golf ball as I'm ready to hit driver in front of J.R. Smith. Um, <laughs> and I'm remembering like, oh, okay, I remember this exact tee shot from November and I blew two balls way right into the mulch. Um, so Not first bad, ball, man. put a great, great swing on it, blew it way right still. And J.R. was just like, breakfast ball, bro, just do it. And so that one found the fairway. I could breathe a little bit. JR, I don't remember if he had to take a breakfast ball as well, but he got in the fairway um, and we're walking off and he just like put his fist out and was like, let's go low today, dog. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like this the is coolest so golf experience. So cool. Like yeah. this guy has fist bumped like LeBron James and probably Kobe and Allen Iverson. And now he's like fist bumping me, like, let's go low today, dog. This is insane. Um so he was in his own car. Let's get the pipe. Let's get the pipe today, dog. That's what you told me. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I'm trying to give this ball the pipe, right, Jr. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, like the round itself wasn't super eventful. Um, he he was obviously in his own cart. He was kind of doing his own thing. Uh, had the AirPods in for a lot of the round. Appeared to be enjoying some recreational uh, flower at times. Um, which is legal out there. Um, (laughs) But I also like, I wasn't going to, wasn't going to pester him, wasn't going to push and try and force chit chat. But there were a couple times like where I'd hit a a good ball off the tee and he'd be like, great shot, bro. Like he was a very encouraging playing partner when the play deserved it. And when it didn't, he just stayed quiet. Um, And there was another point where like, our our tee shots were roughly in the same area. Ray was up there with us. We were watching Jeff and Heidi smack it around, trying to catch up with us. And like Heidi takes a swing, and Jr. is just like, "Bro, she is way better than him." <laughs> <laughs> Bro, she is so much better than him. And we we're like, "Yeah, it, it's true." Um, but yeah, got got to play 18 with JR and uh at the end of the round asked him for a picture on 18 green and then got him to sign the uh the cart marker. Yeah, too. that's cool. So so yeah, and I was like I got him to do that and Ray saw it and he's like, Oh, great call, man. That's I was like, Yeah, I thought of it on the fly, like right before we left. I was <laughs> so proud of myself. But that's yeah, awesome. it's worth noting he's still on the team in North Carolina A&T. <laughs> Yeah. Like on the roster for the yeah. off team. And yeah, like, I think they... he can play. Like he was not this oh, yeah. was a this was a kind of chill out leisure round for him, so he was not super laser focused at all times, but you could tell like okay, the fluidity of the swing is there, the competitiveness is there. Like once he got to his ball, he was locked in. And then after that, you know, he was kind of doing his own thing. But um yeah it was fascinating he also had the sickest bag like all black yeah. leather titleist carry bag not a staff bag but like all black leather titleist carry bag with grove 23 logos all over it mm-hmm. and then also had the grove 23 like rangefinder case on the side oh, wow so uh ray asked him at one point he's like hey i saw the bag like you remember it grove you you played a lot what's the deal he's like i tried to join and dues were or just entry fee was 250 grand not including dues and i didn't get in on that wave and then the next wave they bumped entry up to 500 grand so he's uh, like i'm not doing that it's like wait way to be frugal jr way to way to save your money my man <laughs> well you, you told him that you get a boy down there if he ever needs to fill out a, a, a foursome yeah, can you introduce us to Ricky also, by the way? We've been pining after a friendship with Ricky for several years. But at this yeah, point, we would really, also take really Shane cool Lowry. Experience. Right. Well, that's right. I'm excited. And, I mean, what a what a cool, like, birthday experience, too. Yeah, just, All like, ridiculously happens. unexpected. 
also. Right. All that. There was no well, indication of like, oh, you might be playing with da da da. It was just show up and oh, J.R. Smith's in your foursome. So, yeah, it'd have been even funnier if it was just you and Mark Wahlberg playing speed golf and you had to like tell us about how Mark Wahlberg was like hassling you to play faster golf or something. Yeah, well, so we we ran into Mark at one point on the course. Uh, so he teed off 10 minutes in front of us. He's playing solo. We've got a foursome. We are not exactly like the pace car at this point. Um, sure. There's Jeff and Heidi. That's very Yeah, there's one point on the course where there's kind of a tee box crossover. Um, and we got to that point and Mark was coming down the hill and I looked at Ray and I was like, dude, there's no way we've caught up to him. Like what, what's the deal? He's like, oh yeah, he just hit his tee shot on 12. We are about to tee off on four. I was like, that makes way more sense. And we looked up and it was 12 was a par three. He had stuffed it to like four feet. So he was just going to (laughs) go walk up, kick in birdie on 13. But he saw us driving up and JR said something like, Man, you're out here early, Mark. And he's like, Yeah, you gotta stack this money, right, Jay? And <laughs> it was just like, okay, like I'm like, this is weird that I'm just here. I'll fly in a golf cart for this. I am I am standing in a live episode of Entourage. I don't yeah, understand That's exactly what it felt like. And so like that's... they pulled carts up beside each other, chatted for a little bit. Um I asked JR, I was like, Do you ever play with Mark before? He's like, Yeah, I played with him out at Riv once. I think he's still a member there. I was like, well, yeah, that probably does. makes sense. Tight. In the words of Connor Whitehouse, I could see myself struggling at Riviera. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay money to watch him struggle. <laughs> hey, Connor, we love you. We um we did struggle uh this weekend. The the White House boys. Yeah. I I told Jordan I took one for the team. And thank you for uh, falling on that uh, specific felt, grenade for me. Fell on the grenade there for a little bit, but. Yeah, we're having some. We're still having some tournaments issues, but we're, you know we're, we're we're doing okay. We're moving it around. Happy. Um, all right. Well, we've been going for a little bit. A little bit here. Is there anything else anybody needs to bring up? Any announcements we need to make? Not that I know of. Um, I can I can confirm that I am uh, twenty seven hundred putts into my ten thousand quest. Oh, oh yeah, accountability time. Let's go, Jason. Yeah. Love that. I have played one new golf course. I, I failed on my uh, attempt to play another new one this week due to some rain. It hasn't rained in six weeks, and we got rained out. So. I think I've played three out of the ten I I set for myself in terms nice. of new courses. So I'm going to have to – I set myself too many goals. I don't remember what they were, so I'm going to have to go back and listen. Well, we're going to have a good opportunity during the, during the, the corporate retreat to help ourselves out. That's right. In that regard. Jason, have you traveled with the perfect putting mat yet and your putter? <laughs> Not yet, no. Okay. The uh, the base it, the base is a little bulky. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't come with like a break. Hey, coach, I can just case. put this under the bus or you have you to just 3D print a special like suitcase for it. Fully nude in your in your hotel room at like 3 a.m. just rolling putts. Not now. Really getting familiar with the surface. <laughs> My dad, um, my dad puts in his house on like their hardwood floor, like rolls puts, like the length of the house, I think. So, so I, I heard a rumor, one of those like, oh well, is this myth or is this, you know, actual real life golf? But that Tiger used to putt on the Stanford basketball 
arena floor to prepare for Augusta. Um, I, I don't know how true that is, but it sounds really cool. I don't know how that would be helpful either, but it does sound cool, I suppose. In terms of speed. But it's flat. Right, but prepping to familiarize yourself. Augusta greens speed. are so much faster than regular greens. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get why you would suggest this story, but I, I, have, I have my doubts. Okay, that's fine. I preface that by saying... <laughs> no, sure no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on the same side here. Excellent. Um, I need to get on some of the other goals, guys. We're, we're a ways away. It does, uh, that story does appear to be true. Okay. So he would go. He was this according to Snopes or somebody else? He would fly this, to no, this Stanford is... and go and, and he, no, no, he this, this was, his own he was still court. He was still in college. Uh, but he was playing Augusta. His freshman regularly. year at Stanford, he, he um, came home or the basketball radio guy came home and found him okay. on the court practicing. And he was uh, basically working on his touch, like trying to get it to stop at half court on the free throw line. Wow. Well, Jason, you have the keys to, to the Union Bank and Trust, whatever it is, center, I'm sure. So we we could get out there and get prepped for the Florida Club before the corporate yeah. retreat. Nobody runs like me. Just do a full Keith Mitchell pickaxe into the middle of the Union Bank of Chess. <laughs> How did that happen? That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. What is that? It's the perfect size of a. Yeah, half some of those mallet. some of those high school. Why does this gym have an floors, honestly, logo in the middle of it? Some of those high school gym floors would have like the the metal rings in them where the volleyball poles come out, and if you like dribbled on that, it would just like honk. <laughs> like that would be what my putter divot would lend in terms of <laughs> nostalgia to the floor. Just this kill him. This is like a random dead spot or like if you jumped and landed on it, your knee would like buckle in a weird way and just give up. It's terrible. You can fill it with some JB Weld, smooth it right out. Did you guys, did you guys ever happen to go to Blue Ridge Christian School and, and see a basketball game there at any point? I was there one time. Okay. They had the, the basketball court was too narrow there, so they you couldn't make like corner threes. Like the three point line just yeah. like ended on the sideline. Yeah, the three point line <laughs> like, ran into the sideline. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can only make like wing threes and straight ahead threes. Uh, there was no there was no corner three there. Yeah. I, I, I harken back to that. They had like the old school giant wooden bleachers that were like big box steps too. Nicholas Batum would have struggled at Blue Ridge Christian School if there was no <laughs> corner three available. You know, ah, uh, yeah, we struggled against the Virginia School for the Deaf and Blind uh, there. So you know, yeah. things happen. While, while we're talking about private Christian school basketball, it, it's my duty as a resident of Harrisonburg to remind the people that I was on a Thomas Harrison Middle School basketball team that beat Cornerstone Christian School's seventh grade team, I think, uh, fifty-two to nothing one year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I I specifically remember uh, Ian Frazier committing a foul on a shooter like late in the fourth quarter, and our bench was so mad because well, they were getting free throws, <laughs> and they were going to get a chance to put a single point on the board. And thankfully, the kid missed both of them. And how funny would it have been if it was fifty-two to one? Though I mean, like I almost feel like that almost would have been funnier. Yeah. The kid made the front end of a one and one at the very end, and uh, missed the second one. 
<laughs> made made the front end. Yeah. Jeez, that's hilarious. 52 to nothing. Poor, poor cornerstone. <laughs> there's just so many ways you think, like the way you said that sentence, there's so many ways you think it could end. And like 52 to nothing is not how you think it would end. Yeah. Everybody's getting PT too. So happy oh. about that. All right. Anybody got anything else, Jason? Any more upcoming travels? Or are you just trying to push it through basketball season? Pierce Jason may have traveled already. Jason is into the ether. traveling away. All right. Well, we should land the plane before the Zoom kicks us out. Yeah. All right. You know what it is. It's the Wheel Route Podcast. Thank you for joining us and listening to us, Chortle. We'll be back soon. Um, the intern is teased maybe a, a throwback to the glory days of uh, COVID episode uh, in which maybe she could interview us and just see what we're up to. So that's always okay. a good time. Or uh, plus, we all got to watch the third season of Outer Banks and, and discuss. I need. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to Way take that one down. Way ahead of you. Jeez, you're watching the zombie show. You're watching the zombie non-zombie show. You're watching the freaking all, all the stuff. I will right, we'll see. Anyhow, we're on the internet. Thewheelroute.com. Send us emails. Wheelroutepodcast.com. You know what it is. Go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes. Go Dukes.